Hello and welcome to this episode of Love is the First Step, a podcast about the hard moments that led us to who we are. My name is Hera, I am an intuitive healer, and this program is made for those who want to reflect on their lives, their love, and hear stories that can lead them to a better version of themselves. We all know about red flags. We might know what we want or what we don't want in relationships. Yet sometimes we find ourselves attracted to that person that is going to hurt us. It's like driving a car towards a wall and speed up anyway. What makes wounded people so attractive? How can we learn to love them? What resides behind those wounds? Today we are going to talk about the wound of being loved too much with Sheriff H. Joinson, a relationship coach and masculinity expert. He is also the author of the soon-to-be-released book Loving the Unhealed Man, in which he reveals what lies in the heart of those wounded men that women hate to love. Hello, Sharif. Hey there. Thanks for being here with us. Yeah, thank you for having me. So you just created a book about the unhealed man. Can you talk about it a bit? How did you get there, oh. writing that book? Well, that's, that's a big question. But um, ultimately, I am an unhealed man in recovery. And the book is based largely on my experiences and my insights from my own personal first-hand experience of being in very unhealthy, what you might call toxic relationships that are of the specific kind of variety where you have somebody with a somebody with an anxious attachment getting together with somebody with an avoidant attachment style and in this case the unhealed man is the person with the avoidant attachment style which um, in a nutshell means that he is uh, often emotionally distant uh, difficult to reach is often not showing up fully in his relationships and leaks energy outside of the relationship and the dynamic is one where his partner often feels like they're constantly chasing him and needing his love uh, and not getting that and then his end of the deal is that he feels like he's being chased trapped smothered and yet cannot find himself uh, able to leave that relationship much of the time um, or able to commit to a relationship in the first place. And, you know, there's a lot of sort of specifics that go with that, but but that's the gist of it. It's this kind of push-pull dynamic that a lot of people have experienced in relationship. And that way, this, um, the past relationship where you were, I guess, the avoidant, <laughs> mm. and uh, the other dynamic, so was the anxious when we refer to the four attachment types. And so that's, this past of being a, this avoidant personality that led you to explain to others how this works and where does it come from? Yeah, exactly. So, um, you know, the real truth is I started coaching people in like self-development and quite strongly in their relationships before I had really had my own proper breakthroughs in this area, to be quite honest. I'd got to a certain level of understanding of relationship dynamics, specifically around the masculine, feminine, and intimacy, and, and that kind of thing, because it tied into some other stuff that I was doing. But um, I was still in a very um, 
yeah, a very unhealthy relationship at the time. And when I left that relationship and the the steps I had to go through to to be able to even do that provided this massive insight into um, much deeper into into these dynamics because the avoidant and anxious attachment styles actually tie into the masculine and feminine, which might be a, a bit beyond the scope of this interview here. But um, yeah, my experiences through that and in experiencing self-love really gave way to, to a whole new thing. And my, my purpose in reshaping men's presence in the world and the world's perception of them really changed and, and deepened in a whole new way. And I realized that as I began, began to heal myself, that I could provide an insight into this world that there didn't seem to be much of. And, and really my intention with the book, although it's aimed primarily at women to help them in navigating relationship with such a man, the truth is the ultimate purpose for me is to reshape men's presence in the world and in a roundabout way to kind of help them. Uh, because, you know, the other side of the coin is people understanding the masculine wound, as I call it, and the the origin of what makes the unhealed man unhealed. Because so much out there in this similar kind of work is aimed at warning women against these narcissistic, abusive men, and, and that's valid stuff and, and good stuff. But what it, it doesn't really help, not in any deep kind of way. It can help women avoid men, but it will generally just help them avoid men, full stop. <laughs> that's, that's not helpful for, for anybody. Um, so my thing is, is being very honest and realistic uh, about the dangers of getting involved in this kind of stuff, but also um, understanding the origins for men in this. And in that heart-opening experience, something healing can take place for everybody so there's something in there around healing the this gender war that seems to be quite strong now for me yeah because in your in your post and on your facebook right now i can i seen that you are talking about the concept of being loved too much as opposed as the usual vision that we have that it comes from a neglect during childhood, but you mm. know, you explained that it comes from being loved too much and that is in that sense of responsibility. Mm. Yeah, so it, it's love too much in kind of air quotes. It's like too much, yes, but, but the truth is being loved too much isn't being loved at all. And what I mean by love too much is uh, loved in a way that he experiences as being smothering restrictive and asking him to be somebody or something that he isn't uh, for the sake of his parents happiness which is usually in in most cases going to be his mom but not always and um and so that feeling of being overly smothered by this loving style creates this masculine wound okay and um... So in your experience, what was the time when you understood that you had those wounds and that you wanted to, to start to love yourself and to experience that self-love that you are talking about? Can you tell us 
about the turning point in your life when you just understood this is over and I need to start fresh and to do something else? Mm. What gave you this wake-up call? Yeah, so I guess in terms of me experiencing self-love, it's been a... Um, there have been several moments where there was the first time I did something, I made some, took some sort of action that was self-loving. And then there was another time and another time. And they were, it deepened every time. So in the first instance, it was my first girlfriend um, who I met when I was 18. And I was with her for four years. So when I was 22, it was an incredibly uh, toxic relationship. And I was incredibly unconscious, uneducated. Uh, you know, I didn't have a clue what I was doing. But the other side of that was that um, she was a bit of a character herself, we can put it like that. And uh, leaving after I broke up with her after I discovered her cheating on me and it wasn't a clean breakup. It was all messy and I was still going back there and all this kind of stuff. And in the end, she when she revealed to me that she was pregnant with the guy <laughs> that she had cheated on me with finally that was enough for me to go okay I'm out and I remember the moment I walked out and um and and later on her trying to reconnect with me again and I just had this kind of no in my body and it was a very solid no and for the first time in that relationship I was aligned with some kind of truth but the truth is I then went on to have a, a bunch of other um, unhealthy relationship experiences and so I can't say that's what led to the turnaround that led to where I am now um, so to answer that part I guess um, yeah so that relationship that I mentioned at the beginning of this when I was in the process of ending that or what would lead to the end of that I actually went to 12-step meeting called uh, Sex and Love Addicts Anonymous, so SLA. So it's like AA, Alcoholics Anonymous. So, so same 12 steps, but it's those 12 steps actually exist for every addiction you can think of. They're called fellowships. And this particular fellowship was Sex and Love Addicts Anonymous. And it's an unfortunately named group because it gives an impression of, of a group that's really full of seedy, pervy weirdos. And, and maybe there are a few, but mostly... It, it's for people who just have a, a history of bad relationships or some people who haven't been in a relationship for 20 years or you know there's the whole range of people and I'd had I fit the dis several descriptions of, of the kind of person that would go there and taking myself to those meetings and going through those 12 steps and entering into a period of abstinence to do this work uh, as difficult as that was, that was ultimately coming from a place of self-love. And um, I don't know if I'm remembering this correctly, but there was an there was an event around that time, and it may have been the thing that happened right before I went into SLA or, or thereabouts, but there was an incident in that relationship where, um, you know, it was it was mutually abusive that relationship mutually unhealthy and toxic uh it often always is and this is you might have gathered that from my instagram that um, i never paint the picture of 
hey girl, you're a queen and you're amazing and you're great and you've just accidentally found this really toxic bad guy. It's I'm very big on everyone taking responsibility for their part um, in in these things. So the truth is, it was a it was a two way deal in terms of both of us being unhealed, and there was an incident where uh, she was very upset with me, very triggered, and started having a go at me, like basically attacked me while I was asleep. So I I awoke to being um, abused basically in in this situation, and there was something in that where in that moment I felt deeply my inner child. I felt incredibly angry for uh, for myself in a way that I'd never felt before. Because it's one thing where you get angry in such a way where you are, it's your inner child or your inner teenager that's getting angry. But I was angry in this way as a parent would be. Um, and I am a parent for real, so I know that feeling. Um, and I, I felt... Uh, yeah, this righteous indignation as if my child had been attacked in this way. And I can tie that into some stuff from my childhood, um, abusive experiences where I was experiencing bad things in, in the middle of the night. And so I guess it just tied into that. And there was this separation of my adult self, my inner parent with my inner child, who was really the person that was in this relationship. It was my child and my my teenager that was constantly showing up. So in in that moment, I showed up for myself as a parent for the first time, I would say, or, you know, the, at least the first time in, in relationship anyway. So, yeah, I hope that answers your question. Definitely does, definitely love. And you point out really interesting things that are, that I'm really into as well, that is self-abandonment, mm-hmm. how to reparent yourself this time when you become that parent and that time when you are, taking care of yourself like you would take care of a child. And I find it so prevalent when it comes to the interaction and your boundaries and what you have to set as a boundary in abusive relationship, in even in any kind of relationship. Mm-hmm. And also as other concepts, um, the responsibility. That's mm-hmm. the, the second thing. I find it so important that you are t- talking about having this discernment and not treating women like they always are the victim of Mm. this pervert or narcissistic and because we all talk about being this survivor and being that victim and if sometimes i can agree with the name in other time i'm like pointing out the co-responsibility that we have in relationship and i think that in a healthy relationship this dynamic comes from both ends and has to be treated by the two people mm-hmm. that are in this relationship. So, yeah, I find, I find, I find it really interesting that you are also um, talking about this discernment and how sometimes the man can also be abused because we talk a lot about the, the woman being abused, mm. but not that much about the man. And it, it's everything, you know. I mean, the, the truth is that the, stra- the power of, of my posts and the book and everything is in the encouragement to take responsibility. And that doesn't mean to say you are responsible for the other person's actions or that you deserved anything bad that that you've experienced in in life at all. But it's about 
taking having a shift in focus that is okay i there's something about me that has brought put me into this situation i'm going to take responsibility to love strengthen grow that part of me as opposed to the focus which is why did he do that where's he coming from was he lying was he telling the truth did he really love me does he love me does he want to be in this is he is he using me you know so all the the focus for every ounce of energy not that energy is measured in ounces but for every bit of energy that you're putting into focusing on him that's x amount of energy that you could be using to put yourself into a place where you don't end up in that situation again or to heal yourself in such a way that you may be able to change the situation that you are currently in with an unhealed man and that's the important thing and the only way to to do that is to have have that sense of responsibility so before i take on clients to to coach them in this realm uh, the important thing that I need to see first is that they're in a place that they're ready to do that because they're, they're not, I can't help them and nobody can help them is the harsh truth. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I, I have the same, um, my answer. I completely get that. Mm-hmm. And if you could give an advice to those unhealed men and the women that hate to love them, mm. what would it be? Hmm. I think it's the the same message. I think it's about taking responsibility. I think it's about taking responsibility for all the unpleasantness that they have experienced. And if they can, if they're at a point for the unpleasantness that they may have caused, and to make a commitment to exploring the origins of that and doing the work around that. And that's... um, yeah, that's a, it's it's a tough deal for men, and the truth is, I you know I I started as a men's coach, you know, in a way I started to, I became I was a life coach for men. That was the label I was using, and that came off the back of the martial arts stuff that I was doing. That obviously was mostly around men, and um, I I discovered quite quickly that men are very difficult to reach, you know, at least um there's a very there's not a huge number of men who are ready to do the work but there are a lot more women who who get it a lot better and so this book which is for women is is from my heart like a, a general a genuine um it's genuinely coming from me for women but at the root of that is actually because I know that's the best way I can help men right now as well, because getting men to to sit with their stuff is a lot is quite difficult. But that is that is the message is is learn, be open to taking on responsibility, not in a way that it means you are to blame, but you take on responsibility because responsibility is power. Everybody knows that with power comes responsibility, but the truth is with responsibility comes power and you can take control of yourself and of your life and take complete ownership of it only when you're ready to take on responsibility because that's self-leadership and all leadership involves responsibility. Thanks a lot. That's beautiful. Mm. That's amazing. Okay. Um, 
So would you like to give us um, more information about your book, about what you're doing? Mm -hmm. Maybe. Yeah, sure. So the book is going to be out in September uh, 2020, just in case this uh, uh, podcast is comes out really late. But um, it's uh, I don't have an exact date, but the best way to stay in touch with it and when it's coming out is through my social media. So it's Sharif H. Joinson on Facebook, and you can follow me there. Uh, there's also Loving the Unhealed Man the Facebook group, which is specifically about the book launch. But even after the book is launched, it will stay open because it's actually become somewhat of a community, this this group. And then there's the Instagram, which is unhealed underscore man. And that has a quite a different flavor to the um, my Facebook because it specifically revolves around confessions of an unhealed man. And it's me writing in the first person in the speaking the words of an unhealed man which um as far as i can tell nobody has done yet and <laughs> because it seems to be really hitting deep for people for both men and women and and i, I would say that instagram is is where it's at to be quite honest okay so i recommend to all the listeners to go and follow sheriff on instagram because this is super impressive the confessions that he's giving because it gives you this, finally, those explanations that you were looking for. <laughs> and I'm speaking from that place of a person that, you know, experienced a lot of codependency and had lots of toxic relationship with those unhealed men that I was trying to change and understand before I finally choose myself first. But um, this gave me, those posts that you, you wrote, gave me really lots of insight and better understanding L it also brought a lot of forgiveness and mm -hmm. a lot of peace on my experience. So thanks a lot for what you've been sharing and thanks for having um, been with us tonight. Amazing. Thank you. Yeah, I'm so happy that, that that helped you in that way. Thank you for listening. This was Hera for Love is the First Step. You can join the community on Facebook and share your relationship stories and your first act of self-love with us. We are all becoming self-lovers and we are eager to hear about your journey and what brought you here. See you next time for another episode.